Welcome to the 40 Under 40 podcast with your hosts, Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. They are two entrepreneurs who speak to other entrepreneurs under the age of 40, so you can learn from their successes and failures along their journeys of building businesses. 40 Under 40 podcast hopes to educate, motivate, and inspire people to pursue their dreams of starting a business, regardless of age. And now, here are your hosts, Caitlin and AJ. Welcome back home. Oh my God, are you mocking <laughs> me? Did that even sound like me? Yeah, I was totally trying to mock you. Well, welcome. Welcome, folks. <laughs> You're so funny. Up. You know who's really funny? Thank Speaking you. of funny, we actually yeah. have a comedian coming on our show today. I know. This is so interesting. So uh, Marissa Madsen, she's super funny. So anybody out there, you should follow her on Instagram, first of all. She has really funny skits. Yeah, But I met her in Los Angeles years ago, and we just really hit it off. And she's so funny. And she's just like, she's a hustler. So I wanted to bring her on. She's a comedian. She's an actor. You know, she has that hustle in LA that's so hard. Caitlin, she's a professional organizer. Yes. I need that in my life. Yes, she has a professional organization company. What's it called? Fix My Space. She has a professional organization company, Fix My Space. She's just kind of all around, like just hustling. Like super cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I love funny people. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully she's funny. A lot of pressure. Let's just, let's bring no her pressure. on. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, you two. I'm happy to be here. Virtually. Yeah virtually <laughs> no we're all in the same room <laughs> yeah. anyway. thanks for clarifying that marissa <laughs> there goes our, there Look, goes our professional I just, image i just want to spell it out for all of your viewers okay i mean viewers yeah. listeners look whatever, whatever sense whatever it is. they are look yeah. they thought we were in a huge studio okay <laughs> now they know we're in our homes <laughs> Oh God, there goes oh, my no. entire reputation. <laughs> I'm, I'll just leave right now. It's, it's okay. Well, bye. It's, it's I'll just you on. <laughs> See ya. Bye. All right. Well, you are so funny. I love you. We met in Los Angeles. We had so much fun. Uh, we really hit it off. So you're a comedian. You have, you have a comedy coaching business. You're an author. You wrote a really funny book. You're a professional organizer as well. Like you have so much going on. Why don't you tell us about your journey from the very beginning? Well, I, I like how you're just like making me feel so good about myself. So you can just like keep singing my praises if you want. Someone has like, to. You do this. You give to you give to charity. You, you know, you rescued a cat. Ideal situation. Uh, ideal situation. Ideal citizen over here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I've been, I've been an actor my whole adult life. And, um, one of the main things that I learned along the way, um, is that you have to find how to have streams of income and you have to find the incomes that are going to make you happy. (laughs) And, um, Yeah, I, there's absolutely, one of the main things I think I learned um, through, you know, 
the journey of of acting and all that is uh, there's no plan B. That is a complete myth. Um, and there was like a lot of pressure in the beginning, not even in the beginning. I mean, up until so recently, I think um, that because that was the concept, that was the idea that you know other people had, but that the world had about what it means to be an actor. And then the more I went on my journey and had pockets of my own success and have seen other people I know you know, rise up and have their own success and just um, getting deeper and deeper into the actor community. Um, that's just, that's just not how it works. It's just more, we embrace acting as a lifelong journey and you do what, what you have to do along the way. And you don't have to have acting be the only thing that serves you or fulfills you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's really the trick of finding, um, how you can, you know, be happy in your other jobs. And for me, I have always really been just drawn to the freelance lifestyle. Um, I never felt comfortable in an office setting. Um, I always wanted to like I just always loved the idea of like being a self-starter or an entrepreneur or being my own boss. Oh my God. Or having my, mm -hmm. my own schedule, you know, yeah. that's one of the, the things I actually love about the acting lifestyle in general is that it, it is so exciting and kind of scary because you never know what's coming, but um, yeah. So not saying that every actor can't, you know, some people literally are like paralegals or uh whatever other jobs I can't think of right now, veterinarians, and they go on auditions too. Um, and that's fine. But for me, I just um, found the things that I enjoy doing along the way. Um, and it wasn't easy, but you just kind of have to carve out your own path. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, I mean, sounds like you learned a lot along the way. That's well, cool. I'm a very, you know, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a Zen enlightened goddess now <laughs> as a result. So. Obviously, uh, obviously I'm getting no, that but vibe. It, it, but I mean, it's just, there's so much actor strife, you know, and like just uh, there's so much like, especially like starting out when you just feel like there's such this weird concept of, oh, I have to make it or, oh, other people are doing more than me or yeah. I'm supposed to be here or whatever. Um, and then yeah. I don't think everybody grows out of that. I think, I think we can all be in that per perpetual like pain cycle of just beating ourselves up and, um, you know, and, uh, I just, I had to, I had to, I don't know. I had to teach myself how to, how to get the fuck out of that. Yeah. It's truth. hard. I feel like there's always this element of comparison and especially like I did acting when I first moved out here and it's like, it was so hard to not just like look at everyone's credits and be like, ah, they've done so much more than me. Like, why am I not, you know? And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's a, it's a grind. vicious cycle really. So how do you, do you have strategies for like breaking out of that? How do you avoid that mindset and getting lost in it? Um, 
I think in our modern age, number one thing is do not scroll. Don't, don't be doing that. Don't look at other people's things. Um, only if it's only if it, if it's serving you positively. I mean, it's fine to see what other people are up to, but if you notice that you're doing it and every time you look at someone's post, it's upsetting you. Um, I think that the main thing that I remind myself of is that it's just not natural to be bombarded with so much information about other people. Um, your seat, you know, it, it, if you have whatever, if you follow a thousand people, you're looking at a thousand different people's successes. And guess what? If you follow a thousand actors, I guarantee you that you're compounding all of those people's successes in your head and you're making it seem like it's one, <clears throat> one monster that's yeah. like, oh my God, this actor monster is working all the time and they booked this and they're so happy and they bought this house. And it's like, the truth of the matter is, is that most actors get little, you know, it's like they have their ups and downs and they have their little kernels of success. And then it's other people's turns. And some people, you know, God is bless them. They get a ton of success or they blow up or things are really on a roll for them. Um, it doesn't take away from what's going on for you. And mm -hmm. I think also like to put on my like, drill sergeant Pat for a second. Well, I'm still going to be nice about it, but the, the, the truth is, is don't make excuses. Like, I think if you're making excuses, like, oh, well, other people, like, how come it happened for them? It's like, are you doing the work? Are you, um, you know, what's, what, how do I want to say? I, I don't like to use the word hustle really, but it's like, are you working hard? Are you making excuses for why you haven't been rehearsing or why you haven't been doing outreach. Um, putting you yourself out there. Putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. Um, so I think it's just don't, don't spiral out. Just keep refocusing on you. And also just remember that it is a long game. It is a long game and you can't, you just don't have control over that. Um, totally. And if you really, if you really, love it enough then you're gonna keep doing it i mean i don't know what the cards hold for anybody you know nobody does but um i think if you are happy uh in you know enjoying like working on your craft and then it sounds so cheesy to say that but it's really it's really true it's like well if you're not really enjoying it, then maybe it really isn't for you. Like if you'd rather be spending your time doing other things, then go do those other things. Totally. So, okay. Um, let's kind of shift gears here a little bit. First of all, you run businesses. You have a, you're a professional organizer. That's kind of like your side hustle, your side gig. Mm -hmm. um, so that's great, which we'll talk about in a bit. You also, are, you do comedy coaching, which is great. Um, but also just as an actor, being an actor, you're running your own business. You are the product, right? It's like the Marissa Madsen product. So can you talk a little bit about that and like linking being an actor, being on your own to entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, it took me quite a while to really fully understand that acting is a business. Um and the more that you can adopt that concept, the more 
Um, I think the more secure in it you will be. Um, and it doesn't, I think for me, it really relieved a lot of that sort of nebulous feeling of like, what's happening? What am I doing? Like, who's going to recognize me or who's going to, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? Um, and it gives you a practical way to look at how you are using your time um, and how you are growing. Um, you are literally a small business. Um, you are the product, right? Because you are selling something. Um, you are selling your work, right? So I think also once you put it in that perspective, it doesn't, I think, um, you know, I think maybe like a new actor perspective would be like, why don't I get hired? Like, I'm good. Why don't people, well, it's like, okay, well. With that voice other, too. Yes. Every actor just like starts like this. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> was that just me? <laughs> Not everybody? No, um, that, was, that was me. That was everyone. Okay, okay good. So, um, yeah, I think, um, and then once you realize like, okay, how strong is my product? How valuable is my product? And that doesn't mean how valuable am I as a person? That's what you really have to separate right now. I feel like I'm giving like a life coach like seminar, but it's just, it's so true. I'm so passionate about like every, every like actor and creative artist out there. I just, I, I really do feel like so passionate about, I just don't want anyone to feel <laughs> the struggle and the pain um if i can if i can help it but um what happens what if I the saying? product's was, damaged or expired oh yeah oh <laughs> well if you have your receipt then you can take it back to cvs <laughs> oh, thank god <laughs> thank god but you only have 30 days so um yeah so i think yeah you have to separate out your value as a human being and your product's value, right? So let's let's say that you just uh, booked a nice juicy TV gig, right? Your product is a little bit more valuable right now. Um, and uh, I'm gonna quote, so there's uh, um, Audrey Moore who has a great actor podcast called Audrey Helps Actors. And she was likening a uh, sort of the randomness of like, you don't know when your product is gonna be, you don't know like the timing of when it's gonna align for you. But she's like, right. you know, if you are a piece of polyester clothing, you were freaking killing it in the seventies. Like everybody wanted you. And now you're more of like a, you know, an, uh, an occasional item or like a costume item. So you don't have control over like what your deal is you know, what your product is like as an actor, it's different from being like a, a small business owner. Who's like, I'm going to make lavender soap. Oh, that's not working out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell dog hats. <laughs> um, yeah. so it's like, as an actor, you are, you know, it's, it's your essence. It's what you bring to the sure. screen. That's a um, good, that's a good way of thinking about it. Like you're not always going to be the thing that everyone wants at that moment. So that's you're not that's okay. Yeah. It's so, okay. So tell us about how you started your businesses. What was the, tell us just more about them. Like what, what, what's, 
what services do you offer? What, you know, what kind of customer are you looking for? Sort of your business model. For both yeah, the comedy so, coaching and your organization. Yeah. Um, so for comedy coaching, obviously it just grew out of my love of being a comedian and also my love of, um, I love breaking down comedy and like helping people understand structure and like why things are funny and what works. Um, and I do, my background is sketch comedy, improv, celebrity impressions. Um, and so that is, uh, it just kind of grew out of there. Um, so I coach, you know, people for audition scenes, um, or if they want to work on like their own sketch comedy videos, um, I've done some uh, coaching and lecturing for Amber Horn, who's a casting director. Um, that was fantastic because I got to work with a lot of kids. Um, she has a lot of like kids in her workshops. Um, and so that, that's how that kind of took off. And um, I uh, shifting over to the organization business that came out of my amazingly obsessive love for <laughs> being organized and home decor and the amount of time I've spent in the pandemic watching every single YouTube video that there is. Um, and I think it's uh, going back to that thing I said about like when polyester is hot, it's like organization right now is like the polyester of, of now yeah, <laughs> because yeah. everybody's in their homes and they're like, Oh my God, I want a peaceful space. I want to feel it's like when your stuff is around, when your stuff is representative of like what you want your mind to be like, you know, calm, calm in order. It makes a big difference. Like, yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. So, um, literally it's just started through it. It just started through word of mouth. Um, and started getting clients that way. And then I was like, well, I should probably start my Instagram account now. <laughs> so, um, that's like, yeah, you, when you know, it's official, like I have an Instagram <laughs> account for it. <laughs> yeah. And my friend was telling me, she was like, oh yeah, I randomly started one during the pandemic, uh, like a, just like organization, um, like photo account, not even like to get clients. And she was like that account without even trying has more followers than my personal account that I've been trying to build for years. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, people just love it. You know, especially I think like Instagram and social media, like we are in such an age where visual aesthetics are so important and people are so into them. And so they're starting to recognize like what their own spaces look like you know and we're like oh my god I I want it to be beautiful yeah um so yeah and I I will also add about about my organization is um I think what's really tied into that is an emotional sensitivity for my clients like I have you know there there are often tears there's often overwhelm there's a lot of strong feelings about what your things mean or what you're trying to make your life look like through what you own or like how you um, live in your space and stuff. And um, being an actor, I've, and just, I'm an empath. I'm just a highly, highly sensitive person. And so I think um, 
I've been able to bring like a lot of, um, just a lot of empathy and understanding. Like I don't just come in and be like, okay, what are we getting rid of? Where does this belong? It's right. like, it's definitely about like connecting with the person that I'm working That's with. That's so interesting. Yeah. There's like a psychological component to it. Yeah. For sure. It's like its own yeah. little therapy session in a way. Yeah. 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 And I'm super into like, I'm all for therapy. I'm all for like self-improvement, life coaching, like that whole umbrella of, of stuff is, uh, I think it's really essential. So yeah, I try to bring it into my work. And so for this uh, professional organization uh, business, what do you have for, like, uh, did you brand it? Uh, do you have packages? Are you kind of just getting going with that sort of thing? I kind of go um, client by client. Um, no one's asking for a package yet, but I am definitely open to creating packages. Um, my, um, I mean... I'm sure you're going to ask me about all my handles later, but my Instagram handle is fix my space, Marissa, which I feel like just kind of encompasses what I want to put out there for it, which is just like, help me fix, fix it. Help me do this for myself. Um, so yeah. And yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, one day if I start like a YouTube channel or something, that's probably what I would go with. And how are you like figuring out pricing? Do you have like a flat hourly rate? How did you walk through that process? Yeah. So I looked at comp prices um, and decided what I wanted my base to be and just went from there. Um, You know, I, if I, I will work out of city, like if, like city lines or whatever. I just, it would be a little bit more. Um, so, because that's what I saw that other people were doing. Like if they have to drive like an hour, they, that it's going to be more. Um, and which is very common in LA, I'm sure to drive an hour. Yeah. Everybody's kind of spread out. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then, um, you know, just looking at like, just essentially looking at how other people are doing it and um just kind of went from there you know yeah that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. yeah opposition research <laughs> we heard that a lot yeah. during the last election cycle and <laughs> that's right and then i went to every one of my competi- competitors houses and i just egged the shit out of their house like, <laughs> show us your emails i want to see the emails <laughs> That's the way to do it. I mean, yeah. if you want the like, secret to business, <laughs> you have to be fierce. You have to be fierce. <laughs> it's true. So yeah. what about the, the comedy coaching, your business model for that? Is it, I know, I know you said it was mostly like word of mouth at first. Is it still sort of that? Do you, do you, do you, um, yeah, I guess just tell us what sort of business model you have for yeah, that. Like, do um, you at do co- one-on-one? Do you have classes? How does that work? Yeah, I typically do one-on-one. Um, and then sometimes like with Amber Horn, it would be like a group session um, with like maybe 15 to 20 people. Um, same thing for improv. Like I've, um, I've coached um, improv classes before with like 15 to 20 people. Um, but, you know, during the pandemic, 
they started, people started doing Zoom over improv and everyone was like, how is that going to work? And guess what world, we made it work. So yeah, so I also, yeah. yeah. So it's also like if improv teams um, reach out to me, then I'll do like, you know, like a minimum of like four, four person group, whatever we can do some Zoom improv. Um, But yeah, I do. um, I have started to advertise um, and just using like Google ads and um, nice. It's really, how's that, go- just, how's that going? Yeah. I just started, um, cause I was like, this, this is the time to do that and the time to expand. So, um, we'll see, I'll have to give you an update on that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's just essential and I think everything that you can do, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. You know, I kind of look at it as like, what can I grab? What can I what can I um, improve upon, you know? And so I think word of mouth is super strong, obviously, because like if you're in the actor community, then it's gonna spread. Um, But I think also there's so many people like, let's say like small towns outside of LA that maybe don't have access to any kind of great coaching. Um, So that's, where I'm sort of putting my ad efforts is smaller, more, I guess, untapped markets. That makes That's sense. smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You'll have a lot of yeah. competition in LA mm-hmm. if you're doing yeah. that. So I have a question about this Google ad process. So first of all, like what kind of keywords like comedy coaching? And so say if someone Googles that, walk us through the process, do they go through go to your website? Do they go to a form? Are you offering them some freebie? Like what's the deal? Walk us through the process. So right now, yeah. So I think comedy coaching and acting coaching, and then also comedy videos, um, cause everybody wants to know how to make their own, their own videos. So wanted to tie that in, um, you know, not necessarily audition coaching, like if it's in you know, somewhere in Michigan or something, it's not necessarily the market for where auditions are going to be, but maybe there's people making their own videos. Um, And then, yeah, on my website right now, I just, I've kept it really simple to tell you the truth because um, I have a cough and I have to take some water. So hold on, please hold. Exactly. There it goes. So I've kept it really simple right now because, as you know, um, I'm juggling like 16 businesses um, and a lot of things going on. So I decided instead of, I didn't want to wait till I could do everything perfectly because newsflash, I am a born perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it really simple on my website. I just have my rates listed. And then they're, I think they're like slashed and just discounted right now. Um, until I decide that I want to change and offer like a pack. Like, I mean, I will offer packages if people ask for it. I just don't think I have it up there right now, but, um, yeah. And it's just, it's, I literally just wanted my website to just be like one page. Um, this is me. This is what I do here in my rates. Um, 
Yeah. And then later I'll, you know, you want to, you know, add testimonials and as other people, I mean, as if actors like make comedy videos that go viral or they book something, then that's a great thing to like, you know, add for a little, um, what would the word be? Like to talk me up on my own website. Yeah. What um, <laughs> what is the word? Um, <clears throat> social proof. What was it? Social, social proof. proof. Thank you. Social proof. Yeah. That's sort of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or it's like some clout, clout, that's clout. <laughs> that's what we're going for. You're just looking so for as testimonials. Far as media goes, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as social media goes, how does, how would you say that comes into play for you as an actor, for your businesses? Like, I know you have a TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's essential. Um, it's definitely essential. Um, I have been working on trying to strike the balance between, um, not being a slave to social media, but also posting enough to have engagement. Um, I definitely like, it can get very, I think, stressful. Um, there's a lot of like pressure to be putting stuff out all the time. I have to cough again. Sorry. So sorry. (laughs) Um, I think there's a lot of pressure to be putting things out. Um, and especially because you're competing with everyone else who's putting stuff out like three times a day. Um, and I'll tell you what, um, I have learned about myself, at least at this point in my life and my career, that that's just not me. That doesn't serve me. And that's not how I want to live. And guess what? There are tons of actors who book things and get opportunities who don't happen to be posting three times a day on Instagram. Of course. Um, That's one window in, that's one, that's one avenue into opportunities and it's not the only avenue. Um, What I found was trying to juggle my businesses and make so much content as well as auditioning and rehearsing and honing my craft all and everything. I, something had to give, you know? Um, so at this point I make comedy work when I want to, I make celebrity impressions when I'm inspired. Um, you know, maybe I will up the content later but at this point, I'm trying to grow my businesses. I'm trying to um, have, you know, establish some security for myself. And yeah. I just know, and I, I had gotten a lot of advice from other actors in the community who that's, that was the, that was what we would talk about a lot was, you know, do you have to do what everybody else is doing? And it's like, no, because at the end of the day, you're just, I found I was, I was burning myself out. I was burning myself out so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, you know, I, I, this is for me too. Like, this is my art and my work and I want it to be fun for me, not just be, I don't want it to feel like an obligation. Um, and it did, it did for a while. And I was like, no, this is not, this is not good. This is wrong. Yeah. 
this is wrong. It's like the wrong size pants that you put on backwards and you're like, this is not it. No. So let's take those pants off. And you're, you're zipping up the jeans in the back and you're like, this is off. <laughs> it's wrong here. The, the way they go. <laughs> okay. So this brings me to my question. My next question for you is like, when does it, when does your passion for acting and comedy, like, when does it start to feel like a drag and a job and how do you balance that? Um, I think anytime you're doing the shoulds, um, I don't think all shoulds are bad. You know, you should rehearse, you should get up and do the work that you need to, to do. But I think when you're doing things blindly, um, like kind of like what I just said, you know, oh, well, everybody else is doing this and this, so I got to do this and this, or I have to overload myself with doing all these things. And then you're just going to get burnout. Um, I think it's more important to like, kind of like what I said in the beginning, like focus back on yourself, focus on the areas that you need to improve on. Like if you, um, everybody is so different, you know, and um, all of our journeys are going to be different. So like maybe if you are someone who you've taken a ton of classes and uh, you have, you feel really strong, like in your craft and maybe you have like no connections, then this is the time you've got to start doing more outreach and going to more casting director workshops or whatever. Um, so it's like a balance, I think. Um, yeah. I forgot, I forgot what your <laughs> original question was. He was asking was. like, at what point does it become a job versus like Oh yeah. Passion? Yeah. Well, I, I'll say the, the, the other thing that I just remembered is um, when you're waiting for things to happen that can make you happy or give you like a rush of endorphins, like, oh, if I, when I book this thing, I'm going to be happy. When I, when I make this much money, I'm going to be happy. That's always a trap. Um, again, another le lesson I had to learn the hard way. And that was one of the things that was like, I was so like, emotionally and dare I say, psychically burnt out. Um, and once I sort of settled into like, oh, I don't have control over the future. And I also am not gonna like wait for these little pockets of like endorphin hits. Like, ooh, I booked this. Ooh, I got to do this. So I got to work with this person. Mm -hmm. um, and then just, I started enjoying my making comedy videos again. Um, I got excited, more excited you know, when I would get auditions, I'd be like, cool, I get to work on this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you enjoyed the just process, enjoyed the process. And also like, I think now that like my businesses are my 75 businesses are starting to grow. Um, you have, you're not like hanging on this thing of like, I have to make money from this thing. Um, the truth of the matter is here's some, here's some numbers for you. So less than I mean, I've heard 2%, but really I, I, what the new numbers are is less than 1% of actors are making essentially more than $7,000 a year, about $10,000 a year. So most of the creative artists out there, um, and that's not just actors, I mean, that's dancers, painters, yeah. everyone who's right. creative, um, you are going to have other jobs and it's going to ebb and flow. And sometimes you're going to be making all your money from your art and sometimes you're not. And, um, 
it's just that's just like I think it's just the life of an artist you know yeah yeah it's hard and what would you I guess tell someone who's considering going into this world whether it be acting or comedy or organization or any of this like what would be your advice to them don't judge yourself do the best you can go step by step you know don't don't, I think that's, that's where the trap of like compare and despair comes in is where like other people are farther along on their journey and you're like, well, then I'm not, I'm not there yet. It's like, but you're building, you're building. Um, and also like really, really don't get, um, taken by like the idea of what it means to be a certain thing, like what it means to be a an actor like are you just in love with that idea or do you really love the work do you wake up every day and you're like ah this would be so fun to do I want to work on this scene I want to do this 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 um so it's really like if you don't love the process then you're gonna waste a lot of your time finding that out in the long run that you were just doing it because you wanted like some kind of validation I think Mm -hmm. she asked you that you were like don't I thought you're gonna like don't do it <laughs> just don't it's just, it's just there's run. too many of us just stay in ohio don't don't leave your parents basement okay just you better off there it's, you know yes yes the weather's great out here but you're going to be spending six thousand dollars on rent studio apartment so just don't i know do for reals <laughs> Okay, let's let's uh, let's talk about your book, uh, Pot Thoughts. It's super fun, super funny. Um, why did you write it? You stoner, you. And, <laughs> and why? Uh, what has that done for you? Has it kind of helped you in any way from an entrepreneurial standpoint? Oh my gosh! So the book, yeah, Pot Thoughts. Thoughts I had when I was high was uh, I literally was just chronicling pot thoughts for five years. Um, and I had them, uh, I had them in emails. I had them in texts to myself. I would write them down on scraps of paper and I just thought how fun would it be to compile them? Um, and of course in my obsessive organizational nature, I was like, they have to be all in chronological order and I have to find them all. And it's, I'm going to date each one. Like, it's kind of like a diary, like a diary, high diary. <laughs> I um, love it. And, and then I also, because I can't do anything simply um, and I have to make more work for myself. I was like, it has to be a coffee table book with like visuals, like amazing. Like there has to be like my high art and there has to be photographs of munchie my favorite munchies like that would be so incredible for people like when they're flipping through it right um I mean my dream is to get it into urban outfitters I think that's where it oh really my gosh is. this would be perfect there yes yeah so that's that's where like I see it living um and anyway so yeah so I decided I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this book and uh yeah at first I like, like all great projects, you think it's going to take one month and it ended up taking, uh, almost two years. Um, typical, <laughs> typical. um, but yes, so it's out now on Amazon. Um, 
And again, it's like word of mouth um, at this point and also just started um, looking into advertisements for it, which is a bit of a challenge because you there's a lot of rules about advertising for weed related um, products and content mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what there's a little bit of a challenge there. Um, but it took, yeah, I think um, just I did have to do a little bit of a deep dive into like what the rules are and even things like on the website, um, I had to look into like, you know, can I have a link to the book? Can I have, um, can I have, can you purchase it directly from the website or does that go against um, the standards of the, of the web website um, provider, right. you know? And what I'll say about that, and this is like social media included is, it's the, the responses I've gotten or not responses, but like in the research I've done, it's sort of like, Oh, just don't do it because we might fuck you over. And then your account might get canceled. Even like you're, we might delete your account, even if you're not doing anything wrong because it, it are you like flagged our algorithm or something like that. So, um, so what I noticed is like a lot of, um, a lot of people do like, um, for like weed related content, they'll have like, um, I don't know what the right word is like private websites, you know, um, like they won't oh, use like okay. Squarespace or something. Sure. Um, cause it's not as monitored or something, but anyway, I, at first I was like, well, crap, this is like such a, this is such a roadblock. Um, but I think at this point I'm just going to like give it a shot like with Amazon um I, I don't think it's I, I called customer service and I think uh they said something like you know oh yeah like it never got through <laughs> I was on hold for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then I got high and forgot what I was doing um, <laughs> so yeah I think you know their ad department was like eh, I don't think you I don't think it's going to work or you're like, I don't think we're going to allow that, but they couldn't give me a straight answer. And so essentially they were like, you should just try it. Like just set it up and see if it gets approved. Um, because there's other things there's like, you know, pajamas with marijuana symbols. Oh, on for sure. Come on, get over um, it. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I think the thing is that my book and uh, the cover, it has like actual, photographs so i just don't know if that would flag differently oh um, gotcha with like artwork so but um i i also i actually had an alternative cover made um thanks amazon for making me spend more money um i had an alternative (laughs) cover made which does not have any uh weed or paraphernalia on it good so i have the alternative just in case Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because we only have like two more minutes and we have two more quick questions that we want to ask you. One, okay, comedy is so important in life and it can help you in so many ways, just being more likable. How can people be more funny? From an entrepreneurship standpoint, say you're on a sales call, like any tips? Yes. Yeah, like your best tip. Yes. Best tip is to engage in playful exaggeration. Right. So let's say 
what would it be like? Oh, how's your day going? And someone's like, oh, oh, my morning was kind of boring. And you're like, oh my gosh, I am like falling asleep listening to how boring your morning was, right? And then they're just going to be like, <laughs> it's just, you're just, you're just playing with them. Literally right. what comedy is, is being playful. You're, and and look, I'm not Love saying, I, I'm not saying everybody's going to get that joke and maybe someone's going to be offended by that, but everybody's offended by everything these days. So whatever. Um, yeah, you really but, can't win. Yeah. You can't win, but I think you also have to read the room, like depending on the person that that you're talking to. It's like if they if you can kind of test the waters and see how they want to play back with you. Um, But I just don't I just think things don't have to be so cut and dry. Like, hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? It's like, why can't you just be like, you know, I am I am good, but I'm not going to lie to you, Deborah. I could really use a granola bar right now. Like, (laughs) it's just. It's you just know. more exciting, yeah. It's just like a little What's light, lightness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, Deborah. I am high off my ass right now, yeah. oh and my I God. don't. But would you like to here. buy what I'm selling? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, last question we always ask our guests is: Do you believe that entrepreneurs can be born or bred? Like, can you become one, or are you born this way? Oh, that's so interesting. I can't believe I have to answer I feel like this. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> you got 10 you seconds, know, go. <laughs> I will say bread because I truly believe that you have to, that you can't hold yourself back by saying, oh, I don't know how to do this or I'm not cut out for this. Screw that. I think there are so many, that's how you hold yourself back. And the people that get ahead in this world are the people who are like, I'm going to figure this out for myself. Amen, sister. Ain't that the truth. I thought you were going to say, I think bread because I like cabs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> All right. Well, Marissa, where can folks find you? Yeah. So my actor Instagram is at Marissa Madsen. Um, my organization, <laughs> I, there's so many. My organization, uh, is at fix my space marissa that one i'm growing right now stay tuned for lots of fun content there um my book is popthoughtsofficial.com and my comedy coaching is mycomedycoach.com yay wow love it i hope they got that this was a blast thank you so much for your enthusiasm and your time (laughs) oh my gosh you two are so lovely i had so much fun Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. We'll see you next bye. week. All right. Bye. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, that was funny. That was fun. Oh my god. Yeah, she's great. I wanna. I wanna hang out with her. Yeah, you should. You, yeah. you guys love near each other. You should hang out. Honestly, I just feel like yeah, it's it's always inspirational for me to be around funny people because I feel like I want to be funnier. And you both have blonde hair, so. So naturally, we'd be friends. Yeah. Makes well, sense. that was super fun. Marissa, thanks for coming on. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll see yeah. you in a couple weeks. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the 40 Under 40 podcast with Caitlin Cromet and AJ McQuarrie. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.